Hello, everybody, and welcome back to All Things Medical Assistant. I am your host for this podcast, Santino Tejas. And first and foremost, I want to say thank you again to all of those that have stuck around and and uh, we've returned to listen to what it is that I have to say. And for all you new listeners, please stick around. And if you know of anybody else that might find this podcast interesting, entertaining, informative, please pass along. I just recently announced that uh, All Things Medical Assistant had hit 1,000 uh, listenerships. That is great. Um, I want to thank everybody again out there for your support and for listening. Um, as of today, we're up to 1,200, uh, I believe, maybe a little bit more. Um, you know, the numbers are coming up a little bit quicker. So I really, really appreciate it. Couldn't have done it without you. Uh, all of you out there listening are just affirming that what it is that I'm having to say and talk about is important, makes sense, strikes a chord. And uh, yeah, please, you know, I, I, my intention at the beginning of this podcast was to get you, the listener, involved. And that's what I want to talk about today uh, on today's podcast is getting you, the listener, involved into all things medical assistant. You know, since you know, I first became a medical assistant in 1993, and in between that time, I've become an EMT and surgical tech, which I, I still hold the license for actively in Washington. But, you know, through everything that I've, the, through all the fields and careers that I've seen and, and seen, uh, you know, uh, billboards and communications and commercials and, you know, career, uh, career affairs for and all that, you know, there's only one other occupation or career that that rivals the 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 um, the necessity for as far as a career right now is that that's nursing. So if it's not nursing, it's the medical assistant. And again, you know, I became a medical assistant in '93, and back then it was very simple stuff. You know, front office work, a lot of back office work, you know, blood draws, hematocrits, you know, just. Obviously not as invasive as it is today because, you know, medical assistants are allowed to do a lot more today. Now, I originally got my MA certification in the state of Texas, you know, and there was, you know, there, there was a lot of stuff you could do. It was mostly a lot of, you know, online stuff. I, I, what I mean by that is, what I'm trying to say is, it was more about what the physician had asked or told you to do, you know, because, you know, within your scope, if you're trained by a physician, by a medical professional, and you are uh, efficient in it, you can continue to provide that care, correct, whether you were taught in school or not, because you fall directly under the license of the physician. And so you know, a lot of MAs back in the day learned by on-the-job training, you know. And, and I remember in class, the majority of the, the stuff that I learned was blood-based stuff, like uh, venipuncture, hematocrits, uh, urine collection, um, mostly also reception, taking phone calls, mail, and bookkeeping, you know, the things of that nature. And when I came from El Paso to Washington, um, my, my first clinical job was at Seattle Children's Hospital Urgent Care. Um, I had to redo the MA program because there's no reciprocity between Washington and in Texas, I don't know why, but Washington will take stuff from Idaho. I don't know why, but anyways, so I retake medical, I retake, excuse me, um, uh, medical assistant school. And, you know, I was really amazed and, you know, really happy that, you know, the, the curriculum of the medical assistant had in so much depth become so much better, you know, so much more about minor surgical procedures you know, catheterizations, 
just really just a lot of more detailed stuff, you know. Um, there were a lot more detailed in anatomy and physiology. The testing was a lot tougher. It was nice, you know. And since then, since about, I think that was about 2008 or 9, um, you know, I've worked at a few other places. I've worked with Kaiser, and I'm currently now with the University of Washington. But, you know, it's an interesting it's an interesting skill set to see grow and put upon the medical assistant when you're in a location or a region that utilizes your, your skill and your practice. Because, you know, if you're a brand new medical assistant out of school, you're, you're excited. You want to get to that externship. You want to get that job. You're happy, you know. When you're an experienced medical assistant and you go out looking for a job, you want to find a job that makes you happy, makes you feel secure, gets you into a onto a level or a place where you've been before and you want to feel you know important you remember when you went through day one or training for the first two weeks of uh, work and you're kind of you know held back and said okay listen and watch and learn and you're like man i've been doing this for years and you felt very discouraged and within those first two weeks you wanted to quit already right because you've already done what they're doing and you've probably done it better you know but now, the medical assistant career has become so... Rec- it's, I, I know here in Washington, well, in Tacoma, Seattle, they're having a hard time finding uh, medical assistants. SEIU 1199 Northwest is a, is a very strong union here, and they have been advocates for medical assistant apprenticeship programs. So a lot of these you know, bigger-named uh, entities are instituting a medical assistant apprenticeship program because what they're hoping to do is at the end of and, and get and, and get in mind this is that it's an on-the-job training. So you can apply, go through a bit of a rigorous, rigorous uh, interview process. And, you know, if you're accepted, you are full-time on-the-job training and getting paid for it. That is the focus. That is the tent on-the-job training. You know, so you know, I was part of uh, I was a part of the. Um, the the creation of a uh, medical assistant apprenticeship uh, uh, curriculum with uh, Kaiser, and you know many facets to it. You got to get the community colleges involved. You got to get the board of uh, labor and industries. You've got to get the state board. Right? There's just a lot of components that go into it, you know. And and being that I was part of the union, you know, it was our job to make sure that you know all MAs were taught were taught efficiently, sufficiently, were treated, uh, you know, were, were treated in respect. And receive the best pay. And I think at this time, all MMAs across the board received like a 12% raise, um, you know, in, in Washington. It was just the one in the region I was in anyways. So, I mean, I've just seen this field grow and the support for it grow, you know. And now medical assistants are being used in OR rooms uh, in some places. I, I look at job descriptions and, you know, they say preferred surgical technologist registration or medical assistant with, you know, um, with uh, significant or same experience. A lot of MAs are being recruited for dental assisting. It's it's really, really interesting. And we know, unfortunately, a lot of the LPN and uh, uh, LVN roles are being replaced by medical assistants. And, and I'm sorry to all those out there that's happened to. Um, but it's just the nature of the beast, right? It's the nature of the program, the nature of healthcare, you know, especially now with such a shortage of with such a shortage of nursing, you know, obviously, you know, these state departments of health are looking for other ways to, 
you know, bring in help and, and bring in uh, effective, trained, and somebody who's already certified. Because if you have somebody who's already certified, boom, get them in there, have them start giving care, as opposed to, you know, somebody who's not certified and they've got to go through the process and, you know, it's just a big pain in the butt. But, you know, right now with people living a lot longer because of medicine and health uh, is a lot better, uh, hopefully in a lot of, um, a lot of uh, you know, a lot of areas. People are living longer. There's assisted living centers, you know, there's um, senior living centers, senior communities. There's a lot more kids being born. So pediatrics is, is, has just boomed. Geriatric care has just boomed. So, Yeah. Be proud, you know, be proud as the medical assistant that you are such a sought-after title, you know. And when you look at where it is you can go from there, you can go, you know, anywhere. You can either go to nursing school, you can go to physician's assistant school, you can get your degree in, you know, whatever you want that's clinically inclined. You know, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of people get into the uh, medical assistant role because it is a very secure job. It is a very secure position. You know, and they might have interests in, in other realms or or other uh, classifications. And, and they'll use the uh, benefits of being an MA, like being school being paid for by your employer and stuff like that, to obtain, you know, a degree you know, in something else and, and deviating from the MA rule eventually. And that's unfortunate because I've, I've come across quite a few people like that. But it's really, really good to feel like you know, somebody values your opinion, somebody values your judgment, somebody values your skill, and they want you there, you know, and they want you to take care of their patients, and they want you to take care of their business, you know. And so, growing up into this and working into this, I've become a very, very, very big supporter of the medical assisting field, the medical assistant job, the medical assistant classification, the medical assistant job classification, job description, and pay, you know. We are out there giving frontline care, working hard, taking verbal abuse in many uh, places, taking, you know, uh, harassment uh, in many cases because, you know, everybody's just doing whatever they want, you know, and unfortunately it's very true, you know, and, and I hope if it's happening to you that you have, that you find the strength and you have the support within your MA uh, community there to back you up. You know, again, if you don't have a union, if you're not part of a union, it's not that it's easy to get one started, but it's it's very realistic. You know, all you got to do is do um, research on, you know, the more effective unions in your in your area and ask them for for help and how to get started. I think with the SEIU here in Washington, what we were told to do is if we wanted to start a union, we needed at least, I think, five people. To, uh, to, to come together and to agree that there's a union-based support needed in um, their work, you know. And once you do that, they come out and they present and they talk and they persuade and they try and get everybody else on board. And once they do that, it goes out to a vote and then they go in they talk to the employer, the institution, and they work it out there. So it's a big process, but it's really good. You know, it's really, really good uh, stuff to know, you know. And, and I think this can work for any any position getting a getting a union involved, you know. But yeah, so you know, when it comes to continuing education and you've become a and you've been a medical assistant and you work in the field, I mean all it can do is it can help you. It can just push you along, you know. And being a medical assistant will open so many doors and give you so many opportunities, 
and just and put you in so many different positions that you can say, hey, you know, I've done it. I've been there. I've taken care of it. I'm on, you know, I'd like to move on to something new or, you know, where I'm at now, I've become proficient, efficient, sufficient, and I love it. I'm staying here. You know, a lot of individuals these days with the MA pay being so well, they're choosing to stay in their current positions, you know. They're they're not, you know, they're you know, they're, they're working with somebody who's willing to pay them $30 an hour topped out with great insurance benefits. You know, some people think, "Oh, why even move? Why even change? I'll just stay here," you know. And and that's comforting to know that this field has become so popular, so effective, so demanding that you can earn a top wage you know, and receive great, you know, medical benefits for you and your family. And, you know, you're, you're pretty much set if that's, if that's your lifestyle, if that's your way of living, you know, comfortably, you know, and, but if you're the type like me, who has to keep pushing, 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 like, you know, uh, I'm currently applying to go back to, to, uh, to school. I'm applying for the University of Washington. Hopefully you know, I get in there, um, notification in the next couple of weeks. You know, and, and I'm going to go on and apply for for physician's assistant school again. You know, I want to go on and, and maybe apply for medical school or, uh, you know, there's a neurobiology program that I saw that I like. Hopefully I can take uh, take advantage of that, you know. So, you know, those of you that are medical assistants out there, whether you're certified, registered in term or just in school, especially if you're in school, you know, please, you know, get in, get in touch with me. You know, get in touch with me and let's talk. And what I was talking about, what I wanted to do different here today was I wanted to, I wanted to make this episode about you, about, you know, the medical assistant, the students, or an individual thinking about going into medical assisting. So this is what I want to do. I'm asking you, the listener, to go ahead and please contact me. You can go to my blog, allthingsmedicalassistant.com. You can look up for, you can look for this uh, episode, which will be uploaded soon and communicate and get a hold of me, send an email. Uh, or you can go to anchor.fm and send me a voice message and let me know what's on your mind, what you're thinking, what you think about the medical assisting field, what your experience has been, you know, how, how you've been able to grow. You know, I want to show support for all those that are looking to get into the field. You know, I want to give support to all those that are, you know, a little bit confused and they know they like the medical field, but what's the best way to go? Hey, I think it's medical assisting. I mean, if you take nursing, you're, you're, you're kind of stuck and wedged because it's, you know, once you become a nurse, you're, you're put in a position that you like or you don't, I think, you know, you know, you become a nurse and you have to do, you know, you have to earn your bones working night shift for 10 years and then you finally get a shift that you want. But as a medical assistant, it's all over the place, right? So I want you to contact me, call me, let me know how it is for you. Um, and let's support these other, other, other MAs that are MAs, that are students, that are thinking about becoming MAs, or those interested in the medical field. Okay? Um, yeah, so please contact me. Uh, go ahead and uh, log on to my blog, allthingsmedicalassistant.com, or anchor.fm. Send me a voice message. Um, and, and please, yeah, get a hold of me. And I want to make you a part of this episode here. And let's reach out to everybody and let's talk about how important this role is, how important the work we're doing. You know, here, the medical assistants in Washington are swabbing for COVID. And I think that's very important. Many have pushed against it because they don't want to get exposed. And that's fine. But me, the adrenaline junkie that I am, I said, yeah, let's do it. So, you know, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty, you know, that's a lot of trust. That's a lot of dedication. And that's a lot of care. That one has to take with himself, you know, and that's a lot of trust that the entity has to have in you that you have that skill to to perform a job like swabbing for COVID-19, you know, 
especially you know those that I've that I've swabbed and they've come back positive and we've been able to take care of them and and instruct them on how to get better it's a great feeling I don't need a pat on the back all I just need to do is make sure that I'm effective in my job and I think that's what or that's I think that's how we should all be okay so please go to uh, my blog all things medical assistant com get a hold of me give me your input and let's get you on the show and um, go to anchor.fm and do the same okay all right guys well this is santino Tez for all things medical assistant thank you for listening and i look forward to uh reading and hearing from you talk to you soon <laughs>